Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell, shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, September 29th. Today happens to be the birthday of Brother Joseph Gray, and so we want to wish Brother Joseph a happy birthday. Also, tomorrow happens to be the birthday of Brother Chuck Simpson, and so we want to wish old man Chuck <laughs> a happy birthday. Amen. And then on Sunday is the wedding anniversary of Brother Ricky and Miss Kelly Vincent, and so we want to wish the Vincents a happy wedding anniversary. Amen and amen. All right. Well, uh, we are on Friday getting ready to play the final message of a three-day sermon that we began on Wednesday, and we'll be continuing and completing that on today's broadcast. And uh, I hope that you'll stay tuned and enjoy that. I've got a good song queued up right here and uh, by the Shepherd family that I trust will be a blessing to you. But before I go to the song, let me mention just a few things by way of prayer request. Do pray for Miss Sue Vincent. She is a longtime member here at the Island Ford Baptist Church and was a member of the temple before they changed the name and location over here, but we appreciate Miss Vincent being a part of our church, and I want to pray for her. She's got some medical issues, and they've made some plans for upcoming surgery, so pray for Miss Sue Vincent, if you will. Also, Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall, their health issues, and them coming back here towards the end of next month, pray that God would bless that and use that for his glory and honor and meet their needs, and then also others in the church with special needs. We want to pray for them as well. Amen. All right. I mentioned the song here by the Shepherd family. This song's entitled, I Just Stopped By On My Way Home. And friend, we're going to be pulling out of here one of these days, going to glory. And I'm glad we're here today. So listen to the song. Hope it'll be a blessing. All right. As we look back in the scripture, we're looking at John chapter number two and verses one through 11, the gospel of John chapter number two, and the first 11 verses, I'm going to take my text from verse number 11 primarily. And I'm preaching these three days on do you believe in miracles? And as you know, we have looked at this already for two days. So today is the final part of this message. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. John chapter number 2. I'm just going to do a little bit of a Bible study tonight, just a little Wednesday night Bible study, a study on miracles. This is my title, Do You Believe in Miracles? If you're saved, you do, because you've experienced one. John chapter number 2, verse number 1. And in the third day, or and the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, that doesn't mean they desired it, it meant they ran out of, they lacked wine. The mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. And Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. 
And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. Verse 11 is my proof text, my text for the message tonight. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. And again, we have completed the scripture reading. It is time to pick back up in the sermon with a little backing up from yesterday's broadcast and then continuing on to complete the message on today's broadcast. But here's the point with this. With Jesus, they believed on him in the fact that they realized he's not a fake. These miracles he's doing are real, legitimate miracles. Amen. No way we can describe it otherwise, but they didn't believe on him as Christ. Now, here's where I want to turn that. We believe on him as Christ, and yet do we have a hard time believing that he can legitimately do a miracle? And we need a miracle done. Amen. Lord, help us to believe on him. Amen. The book of Acts, Acts chapter number 2 and verse number 22. There's a lot of miracles performed in the book of Acts. Six different verses mention miracles. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as ye yourselves also know. And he goes on talking about how they've slain him by the determinate counsel of God. Amen. And this Jesus had performed miracles, he said. Look in Acts chapter number 6. And verse number 8. Acts chapter 6 and verse number 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Amen. Acts chapter number 8 and verse number 6. Go from 6, 8 to 8, 6. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Or which were, yeah, which he did. That's right, which he did. Look at verse number 13. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. By the way, this Simon, the sorcerer here, appears that he believed like those other people believed. He got baptized. He believed so. He believed the miracles were legitimate. But he didn't believe on Jesus as his Savior because later on he tries to buy the Holy Ghost. And Peter said, your money perish with you. What's he saying? Your money's going to burn just like you're going to burn. Now, this man didn't lose his salvation. He never got it. He had a belief, but it was a wrong kind of belief. He believed the miracles were legit and he wanted in on it. But he didn't believe on Jesus Christ. As his Lord and Savior. Amen. And so you, I, I believe that's pretty obvious that you can see that. Look at Acts chapter number 15 and verse number 12. Acts chapter 15 and verse number 12. Then all the multitude kept silence. That would be a miracle, wouldn't it? And gave audience to 
Barnabas and Paul declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. So they're talking about miracles now, not just that Jesus did. He's talking about miracles. Stephen did miracles. Philip did miracles. And now Paul and Barnabas looks like been doing some miracles as well. Look at chapter number 19 and verse number 11. This is the last one in the book of Acts. Chapter 19, verse 11. God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. Amen. Here's what I'm interested in. When we talk about Stephen, we know Stephen as a great martyr. But we know Stephen as a great deacon. But we know Stephen as a great preacher. We don't think of Stephen as a miracle worker. Why? Because all those other things really supersede even that. Stephen didn't make a name for himself as a miracle worker. Philip didn't make a name for himself. We know Philip as the evangelist. That's preaching to reach the lost. We know Paul as the great missionary, great church planner. Amen. The great preacher. He didn't make a name of himself going out and doing miracles. Say, come watch this. I'll turn this white handkerchief black or this black handkerchief white. Or I'll pull a rabbit out of a hat. Or all kinds of different things that they do with that. Amen. He didn't make a name for himself about miracles. And what these men did do was they preached the gospel. Amen. And God did miracles in those days. Here's what I believe God can still do miracles. I believe He can. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. We'll go there. 1 Corinthians. There's three times the word miracles are used in the book of 1 Corinthians. Three times. We're winding her down. We're almost done. 23 times now in the New Testament the word miracles, plural, is found. Look at chapter 12, verse number 10. To another, the working of miracles. He's talking about how God gives out different things for different people. Let me back up and, and pull that out here in verse number 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given the Spirit, or by the Spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the workings of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, interpretations of tongues. To all the, but all these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit divide into every man severally as he will. Amen. God gave these out individually. As he would. Amen. Matter of fact, Brother Philip used that word several. And I don't remember now. You remember the context of the word several in his, in his Sunday school lesson Sunday. And about how that we think of several as many. But sometimes it can mean one individual. And that's what it means here as well. Ever, all these several people. These several individual. Individual workings of the Spirit. Now, that's in chapter 12, verse number 10. Look over at verse number 28. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Notice he put the preaching first. Apostles and prophets and teachers. And then miracles, and gifts of healings and helps and governments and diversities. In other words, it seems like our world wants to go after the extravagant and put that up front and put that out. And God said, no, that's not the way I do it. Amen. God can, God can still work miracles. And I, I will say this, I realize that there was a, a transition time. We've got a whole Bible now and we don't, we don't have Jews in our midst that require a sign. Amen. But that doesn't change the fact that God can still do miracles. Amen. And I'm glad He can. Look, look at verse number uh, 29, he used that word again. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? 
Now turn to the book of Galatians. We're just going along as we as we come to them. Galatians chapter number 3. One time the word miracles is found in the book of Galatians. And by the way, it's the only time it's found in the epistles other than those in 1 Corinthians. Galatians chapter 3, verse number 5. He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Paul's bragging on faith, putting faith above the works of the law and showing them that it was a work of faith that the miracles were performed among them. Two more. Look in Hebrews chapter number 2. Hebrews chapter number 2 and verse number 4. Hebrews chapter number 2 and verse number 4. Talking about Jesus, he's speaking through Jesus. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Amen. Talking about God confirming it in Christ and in those that heard him. Amen. Now, turn to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, chapter number 13. Revelation chapter number 13, verse number 14. Revelation chapter 13. Word miracles, plural, are found three times in the book of Revelation. We're going to look at those. Revelation 13, 19. I believe that's right. No, 13, what did I wrote it? 14, 13, 14. And deceiveth them. Look at verse 13. Let's back it up there. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had the power to do in the sight of the beast. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by sword and did live. So there's coming a day when there's going to be some miracle working going on again. It'll be at the end of what we say, the end of time, the end of the age. And the false prophet is going to be able to call fire out of heaven. The false prophet is going to be able to do deceiving miracles. Look at chapter number 16. Revelation chapter number 16 and verse number... Let me back up to verse number 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon... And out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils. Look at this next phrase. Working miracles. Which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So there's some more miracles being done by the power of darkness, by the devils, he said. Look at Revelation chapter 19 and verse 20. This is the last one. Revelation chapter number 19 and verse number 20. And the beast was taken. This is after Jesus shows up. King of kings and Lord of lords shows up in his power. The beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. Amen. Now, here's my point. I'm, I'm, that's all, we've run all the references up. New Testament of the miracle and miracles. The word miracle and miracles. A total, altogether, 32 times these words are used. 32 times. Nine times the word miracle, individual. 23 times the word miracles, plural. 
There's two Greek words primarily translated miracle and miracles. Strong's number 4592, that's the one I mentioned first, that was in that first one in John chapter 2, verse number 11. And here's what it means. It means a mark to indicate, translated signify. An indication, especially ceremonial or supernaturally. It's translated, the King James Bible translated, miracle, sign, token, and wonder. This particular Greek word, number 4592, is found 78 times in your New Testament. It's translated miracle or miracles 22 of those times. It's translated signs 18 of those times in the New Testament. And then the other word used is Strong's number 1411. It means to be able, to be possible. It's translated uh, to be able, can, can do, can not do, could, may, might, be possible, and be of power. It means a force, literally or figuratively, especially miraculous power. Amen. It's translated in the New Testament, ability, abundance, meaning, might, mightily, mighty, mighty deed, miracle, worker of miracles, power, strength, violence, mighty work, and wonderful works. This word, 1411, is found 120 times in your New Testament. But it's translated miracle or miracles nine times. Mostly it's translated other words like power. It's power, used power 76 times in there. Now, here's where I'm at. I'm closing. We did all that study to make a point. God did miracles in the Old Testament. Jesus did miracles in the New Testament. Men that followed Jesus did miracles in the New Testament. Men, or the man, the Antichrist, or the false prophet, is going to do miracles in the last days. Miracles are still possible. I asked the question, do you believe in miracles? Now here's where I want to bring it down to and get us to think about it. I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. But I'm not... Chasing after miracles, I'm going after Jesus. He said, look unto me and be ye saved. Amen. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. By the way, that's a miracle. But here's, when we come to Jesus, we can trust Him to do miracles that'll be legitimate miracles. We don't have to fall for the false prophet. We don't have to fall for the sorcerers. We don't have to fall for the fakes, fraudies, and frauds. Amen. If we'll seek after Jesus, but we got, we ought to be able to believe that our Lord is still able to perform miracles today. I believe that He can still reach across state lines and get a hold of loved ones if we'll pray, right? I believe He can still wake up sleeping people and get a hold of them in their heart if we'll pray, right? Amen. I believe that Jesus is still able to do great and mighty things if we'll just obey Him and honor Him and believe Him. Amen. Believe Him. Let's stand to our feet as they come with a song. Ask the question, do you believe in miracles? Do you need a miracle? Do you need a miracle? You can call on God. You can fast and pray. You can, you can go to God. Seek God. Beg God. Trust God. Believe God. Amen. Do you need to come? Call on the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank You for the Word of God. Remind us again of the miracles. Not just a few. Numerous miracles performed by our Lord. Even performed by His servants. Lord, we rejoice in that we, we shake and tremble, fear and tremble that the Antichrist, the false prophet, is going to be able to 
do miracles as well. He's going to deceive multitudes by his miracles. Lord, help us not to get caught up in the deceptiveness or even in the in the seeking after some extraordinary thing. But Lord, help us to believe you for what everybody else says is impossible. Help us to believe you when everybody else says you quit praying, there's no hope. Help us, dear God, to hang on to hope and believe you and seek you and see you do great and mighty things. Lord, I pray you'd move in this invitation time. Help us to believe you more. Help me to have more faith than Herod did. Help us to have more faith than Simon the sorcerer did. Help us to have more faith than those unbelieving Jews did. Lord, help us to believe that you can still do miracles in this day in which we live. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day. I wish you would pray for us. I'm going to be preaching tomorrow in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm going to be at the Bethel Baptist Church where Brother Sonny Mall is the good pastor and be preaching in the Tri-State Baptist Church. Preachers Fellowship Meeting, and so looking forward to that. I've never been to this church. I've never been to this particular meeting. I've been in the Tri-State Meeting before, but not here at this church, and I've met Brother Moyle before, heard him preach, but I've never been to his church. So pray for us as we go there tomorrow, and then we'll be back right here on Sunday morning. And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m. and then the preaching time at 1105 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 630 p.m. Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.